Hi, I'm Pastor Kenneth Olusanya of the Vivify Ministries, and it is my joy that your heart is awakened to the finished works of Christ with such powerful simplicity. Are you ready? All right, here we go. Hallelujah. I just want to say a big welcome. Thank you for joining in on uh, for Bible study. I'm super, super glad to have you. And um, we're going to just dive right into the scriptures. All right. But what I want you to know is that this evening, it can be different for, for you. And it's only because of your participation. It's only because of how receptive you are to what God is going to do. Right. It's the same teaching. And, and that's what makes the difference. That's what sets things apart. Right. It's 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 usually the same teaching, it's usually the same ministration, but what sets people apart in every ministration is what decisions you take from those ministrations. Are you receptive or are you closed up in your heart? Are you sensitive to the power of the Holy Spirit and the activity of angels? It, it's all the difference. It makes all the difference. And I need you to be very, very sensitive this evening. Okay? Are we good to go? Fantastic. Glory to Jesus. So today, very quickly, I'll try to wrap up this teaching. We're going to have a session where we pray and, and, and set these miracles in motion and receive the ability of the Holy Spirit in His fullness. Alright? Um, so just join me in opening your Bible to the book of John. John chapter 14 from verse 12. Oh, this is good. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. John 14 from verse 12. The teaching today, we've had a long um, and, and also beautiful teaching series so far. And it's called Spirit Ability. Spirit Ability. It's a name we made out. For the Holy Spirit because we love him so much. And it's it's exactly what it is. The ability of the Spirit. Spirit ability. We talked about how we are powering. Just how we are responsible. For not just the ownership of the power of God. But for its exercise. For its use. And now we're going to talk today about spirit ability. The actual theme. We're talking about spirit ability today. So open your Bible with me to... John chapter 14, we're going to read from verse 12, and I want you to pay very close attention. Oh, this is going to bless you in no small way. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, brasatuse brakita. Thank you, Lord. Verse 12, this is what it says. We're going to read up to 14. It says, I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done. And even greater works, because I am going to be with the Father. Now, look at what Jesus is saying. He said, I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me. And, and who does this apply to, guys? It applies to you. If you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, this applies to you. He says that the same works... That I do or that I have done, you will do. 
and even greater works because I am going to be with my father. And you're going to find out what that implies. He's going to be with the father, what that means. Verse 13, he says, you can ask for anything in my name and I will do it so that the son can bring glory to the father. Yes, ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. And I will do it. But how is this going to happen? When you look at the life of Jesus, you will see supernatural things happen. You will see the miracles happen. You see him healing the blind and, and, and raising people who are lame in their feet and raising people from the dead and multiplying the bread and the fish and walking on water. You see him do these incredible things. And then he's telling you, if you believe in me, if you truly are a follower of Jesus Christ and you believe in his name and what he's done on the cross, you will do the same works and even greater, and even greater works will you do. That's powerful. And how is this going to be possible? So we're going to read down till verse 16. And it says, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. And I love this statement because it answers the question to those asking, Will the Holy Spirit leave me? If I make mistakes, will the Holy Spirit leave me? If I mess up, will the Holy Spirit leave me? He says, the, 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 I am leaving you now to go to the Father, to, to the place of power for your benefit. But even though I am leaving, I am not leaving you alone. He says, you, I will give you another, that my Father will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit. Who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and does not recognize him. But you know him. He's talking to his disciples. You know him because he lives with you. And it's not uncommon to know that the disciples had displayed some of these miracles even while Jesus was on the earth. They had done miracles in his name. And so the Spirit of God was with them to enable them to do these things. And Jesus says, see, he, he lives with you now and later will be in you. This was a prophecy that, that is in line with Ezekiel's prophecy. That I will put my spirit within you. You know, and I cause you to walk according to my judgment. This is a prophecy. It's so good because it tells you he's been with you. The Holy Spirit has been with his disciples, but he will be in you. It will be in you. Praise the name of Jesus. So what this does when you read this, it, it, it does a lot. It tells us that when you, when you think about your place in the Lord, you need to cultivate the habit of seeing yourself as the extension and replica of Christ on the earth. First of all, you are a replica of, of Christ in the sense that what he did, you will also do, right? But at the same time, you are an extension. 
You're an extension. And so it means the things that he wants to accomplish on the earth, he will do them through you. No other way. He will do them through his people. That's how he's designed it to be. Praise the Lord. And so it's important to cultivate the habit of seeing yourself that way. You are not just a replica of Christ. You're an extension. And when you think of that, when you think of the Holy Spirit, you need to think possibilities. He is that partner that, that gets to live with us for the rest of our lives. So when you think about that, think about possibilities. Nothing is impossible with him. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. And the good part of all this is that God gets the glory when he answers you. God is glorified when your needs are met. It brings him glory when you use his name. And that's what verse 13 of John 14 says. It says, you can ask for anything in my name and I will do it so that the son can bring glory to the father. So God gets glory when he answers you. Do you see that? That's beautiful. God is glorified when he answers your prayers. So that is motive, if anything. Of course, we understand the love of God. His love is enough to give you answers to your prayers. But if there's any motivation aside this, he gets glory. He is glorified when he answers you. Praise the name of Jesus. So this is so important to know that God is pleased when you use his name. God is pleased when he comes through for you at any given time. Can you say that with me? God is pleased and God is glorified whenever he comes through for me. Can you say that again with much more confidence? God is glorified whenever he comes through for me. That's true. He gets the glory. So having this at the back of your mind, I want to show you something. My, my job this evening is to help open you to the possibilities of God through his spirit. I want to open and expand your mind to seeing what is possible in the Lord. It, it, a, a lot of times I hear people talk about how boring the Christian life is, how ordinary it is. What else? You pray, morning devotion, study your Bible, go to church, pay your offering. That's all. Isn't that just a boring life? There's nothing so exciting. And see, it, it only will be that way for the one who has not learned to step out, to act on the word of God. If Jesus himself has told you that the same works that he did, you will also do and in greater measure, then it means that you need to start acting like that is true. You need to position your life and yourself in a way that reflects that that statement that our Lord Jesus made is true and it applies to you. The Christian life can never be boring. It's an adventure. An adventure in God. That's what it is. It's an adventure. Glory to Jesus. So what I'll do is I want to share a couple of stories with you. A couple of stories in the Bible. And, and I want you to understand that there is a big difference between what they had in the Old Testament and what we have in the New. A big, wide divide. You have better now. There are certain things that they wish they had in those days that we now have. David himself 
as we see in Romans 4, said, Blessed is the man whose sins are not counted against him. It's like, look, there's there's going to be a man someday whose sins will not be counted against him. I wish I were that person, but I'm not. And that was you he was talking about. Joel prophesied that there will come a time where the Spirit will be poured upon all flesh. It's not happened yet, but there's a time. And you have witnessed that time. Isaiah prophesied about the one who will take upon the iniquities of the people on himself. He will be beaten and smitten of God. And he didn't see that. He didn't experience salvation. But you have. Even David, when he fell short, he prayed, Restore unto me the joy of my salvation. Guess what? The joy of salvation is resident inside you. You've received salvation. And joy is a fruit of your spirit. You have it. So there is a great divide between the Old Testament and what you have now in the New. And you need to recognize it. While the things in the old were a bit transient and temporary, what you have now by God's spirit has become permanent. It's become an everlasting standard. Praise the name of Jesus. I need you to recognize that. If they had spectacular things in the old, you have even more now. If they had miraculous things happen in the Old Testament, you have even greater now. Praise the name of Jesus. If they had power, if they had a taste of the power of God then, how much more you? Hallelujah. Recognize that as we go through these stories. Praise the name of Jesus. Let's start with Daniel. When you look at the book of Daniel in chapter 1, let me just read through. Go there with me. Daniel's chapter 1. We're going to start from verse 4. Oh, this is a beautiful story. And I want you to see all the elements here. And when you read these things, remember that you have better. You have better. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, let the miracles begin. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to Jesus. Verse 4. It says, you know, after the, the king, you know, had instructed that from, from the Israelites who were in captivity, you know, told them, get the, hung, the the healthy young men, you know, and you're going to train them for three years. And he told them, you know, you will give them this food, you give them this wine and all of that. And uh, look at verse 4. Select only strong, healthy, and good-looking young men. He said, make sure that they are well-versed in every branch of learning and are gifted with knowledge and good judgment and are suited to serve in the royal palace. So they're going to interview these people and then train them, the best of them. You know, and then the king assigned them a daily ration of food and wine from his own kitchens. They were to be trained for three years and they would enter the royal service. Then verse 6, this is what verse 6 says. Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, um, there were four young men that were chosen, you know, and from all the tribe of Judah. The chief of staff named them, that's how you now know them to be Bethel Shazar, uh, Shazar, Shedrach, Meshach, and Abednego. That's the Babylonian names they had. But let's read ahead. Look at verse 8. But Daniel de determined was determined not to defile himself by eating the food and wine given to them by the king. He asked the chief of staff for permission not to eat these unacceptable foods. They were not kosher. They were not Jewish standard. And look at this. Look at verse 9. 
This is so good. Now God had given the chief of staff both respect and affection for Daniel. Did you read what I just read? Now God had given the chief of staff both respect and affection for Daniel. Guys, favor is real. (laughs) I said favor is real. That God can give an individual, a stranger to you, respect, concern, compassion for you. That's divine. That's divine. But anyways, look at how it went. Verse 10. But he responded, I'm I'm afraid of my lord, the king. You see, if we were a regular person, come on, you keep quiet. What nonsense. You would do as you are told. But he's explaining, he's telling him, See, I'm afraid of the Lord my King. He's, he's ordered that you eat this food and wine. And if you become pale and thin compared to the other people, the king will have me beheaded. It's that serious. Serious stuff. It's not that he'll be fired. He'll be killed. If some Imagine your, your life is dependent on someone else's well-being. That's crazy. And look at verse 11. Daniel spoke with the attendant, you know, who had been appointed by the chief of staff. Um, and it says, see, please test us for 10 days, right? Please test us for 10 days on a diet of vegetables and water. Daniel said, and at the end of the 10 days, see how we look compared to other young men who are eating the king's food. Now, this is already wisdom at play. The wisdom of God is at play for Daniel to make this statement. He said, put us on veggies and, and water and then compare us after 10 days. Let's see how we'll look, you know. Uh, compared to the other young men then you make make a decision in light of what you see right then the attendant agreed to this suggestion and the bible says at the end of the 10 days daniel and his three friends looked healthier and better nourished come on not just that they were at par or they looked as healthy they looked healthier and better nourished than the young men who had been eating the food assigned by the king. So after that, the attendant fed them only vegetables instead of the food and the wine provided for the others. Look at that. Look at that. That's so good. But let's read on. There's more. Verse 17. Verse 17. It says, God gave this four young men. Look at this. An unusual aptitude for understanding he gave them an unusual aptitude for understanding every aspect of literature and wisdom and god gave the special ability to interpret the meanings of visions and dreams to daniel you know it's it's here that we see the bible said uh, the Bible says that Daniel had an excellent spirit. He had an excellent spirit. Well, look at this. After everything, right? The king, when the training period you know, was completed after the three years, verse 19, the king talked with them. And no one impressed him as much as Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. And so they entered the royal service. They passed the interview. When the king consulted them in any matter requiring wisdom and balanced judgment, 
he found them 10 times better. He found them 10 times more capable than any of the magicians and enchanters in his entire kingdom. Come on. Come on. God gave this to them. The Bible says God gave Daniel an excellent spirit. An excellent spirit. He was, a, was able to achieve all these things because the spirit of God came upon him. When there will be a task, the spirit of God will come upon him and he will give wise judgment, give wise counsel, interpret a dream, interpret a vision, similar to what happened with Joseph when he interpreted Pharaoh's dream. The spirit of God, that excellent spirit. Do you have that spirit now? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, there is this concept called the seven spirits of God. And you you see it in the book of Revelation about four times. And you see it in Isaiah, in um, Isaiah 11, right? Um, And and this is what it says. Um, Isaiah 11, let me just read it quickly. Verse 2. And the spirit of the Lord shall rest. Let me start from verse 1. And there shall come forth... There shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. Right? And and, and many believe that this is a messianic prophecy because it's, it's the branch of Jesse. From Jesse you have David, and you know the house of David leads to the the incarnation of Jesus Christ. And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord, right? And shall make him of quick understanding the fear of the Lord, and he shall not judge after the sight of his eyes, neither reprove after the hearing of his ears, right? But with righteousness shall he judge the poor and reprove with equity for the meek of the earth, and he shall smite the earth with the, with the rod of his mouth and the breath of his lips. He shall slay the wicked. Now, you see the seven spirits here. First, the spirit of the Lord. Then you have the spirit of wisdom. You have the spirit of understanding. You have the spirit of counsel. You have the spirit of might. You have the spirit of knowledge. You have the spirit of the fear of the Lord. Now, some people believe that these seven spirits are unique spirits of god this this these are representatives you know personal representatives of god himself you know in 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 individual forms so there is one spirit that is you know his his own job is to provide wisdom there's another spirit to provide understanding another spirit to give might and another spirit to give counsel or judgment now, while this might sound um, might sound literal, it's 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 rather better to see this from the angle that there is one spirit of God that has all these attributes, that provides all these qualities to the people that he comes upon or inhabits. There is one spirit. We've seen the same Spirit of God give wisdom, knowledge, understanding to Daniel and his friends. We've seen the same Spirit of God 
give might to a man like Samson, who we're going to read about next. Gave him might. So, when you think about God giving Daniel an excellent spirit, it's, it's, it's the spirit of God. The same spirit that you have today. The same spirit that can provide all these things. It's one spirit and different manifestations of him. It's one spirit, just like the gift of the spirit, just like the gifts of the Holy Spirit, as you see in 1 Corinthians 14 and 12. One spirit, different manifestations. One spirit, different gifts, different attributes. Praise the name of Jesus. You have that one spirit. You have that one spirit. Hallelujah. You have that one spirit. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Let's look at Samson's story. Judges chapter 15 from verse 14. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God is going to do something significant in your life. Testimony worthy. News worthy. People will hear it and they will give God thanks. People will hear it and they will say, oh God, how great you are. Amen, somebody. Amen. Judges 15 from verse 14. Look at what happened. You know, Samson had just been betrayed. Um, you know, his wife was meant, was meant to marry, was given to another man. And he was going to retaliate. He was going to revenge. He lit up um, a couple of foxes, you know, burnt um, um, their lands and all of that. And so they were out to get him. He went to a cave to hide. He had killed several uh, Philistines already to uh, he went to go and hide but then the people of, of um, the, the people of Judah came to meet him and you know said that they were going to take him to the Philistines hand him over to the Philistines and they did so verse 14 as Samson arrived at Lehi the Philistines came shouting in triumph but the spirit of the Lord, look at this. They were, they were already celebrating that we've captured Samson. Finally, we have brought this guy to his knees and we will kill him for all the atrocities he has committed. But the spirit of the Lord, look at that, came powerfully upon Samson and he snapped the ropes on his arms as if they were burnt strands of flax. And they fell from his wrists, the ropes. Verse 15. Then he found the jawbone of a recently killed donkey. He picked it up and killed 1,000 Philistines with it. Samson said, with the jaw of a donkey, I've piled them in heaps. With the jaw of a donkey, I've killed a thousand men. Verse 17. When he finished his boasting, he threw away the jawbone and the place was called jawbone heel wow how original um look at that he was captured he was going to be persecuted he was going to be killed the bible says the spirit of the lord came upon him in a time of despair that he he tore the ropes there was there was strength while many people would say that the hair of of samson was where the, the power was i beg to differ the power clearly came from the spirit. He had his hair when they arrested him. He had everything, but it was at this point. The spirit came upon him, empowered him to do what he did. 
physically empowered him. I believe that the hair was a, was a, a symbol of the covenant, you know, that he had with the Lord, and you know, and in, in combination and 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 you know, agreement with his parents. But that's not where the power came from. It came from the spirit. And he did what no ordinary man. Look at that one man. Have you watched those war movies? When people are fighting and fighting. How does it look when one man is literally wiping out? Do you get? They're not waiting in line. Okay, next. Boom. Alright, next. They're coming at him at the same time. And he slew 1,000 of them. Come on, that's not, that's not ordinary. That's, not, that's impossible. That's literally impossible. But by the Spirit of God, he conquered the enemies. Hallelujah. Verse 18. After that instance, look at, look at how glorious God is. Samson was now very thirsty. Of course he should be. That was, that was quite a battle. And he cried out to the Lord, You have accomplished this great victory by the strength of your servant. Like you've, you've done something powerful through me just now, but must I now die of thirst and, and fall into the hands of these pagans? Now, this was a complaint prayer, right? But God was still so gracious. And what happened? Bible says, water, you know, God caused water to gush out of a hollow in the ground at Lehi. And Samson was revived as he drank, you know, and then he named the place the spring of the one who cried out, right? So, that is something beautiful. That even in a time like that, he didn't only receive strength from the Lord, he received provision. Guys, we're talking about Old Testament people. People under the Old Covenant. People that only had sporadic visitations of the Spirit. Oh, glory to God. We're going to look at Elijah very quickly. I love this story because it, 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 it just tells me it just opens your mind to these possibilities of God. I don't want you to see these stories as fairy tales or olden days, you know, stories or legends. I want you to see these stories as things that you will outdo in your life. If the occasion arises, you will outdo these things in your life. I'm not saying that you should kill a thousand men. I'm only telling you that God can supply supernatural strength that has been unheard of. Supernatural ability that people couldn't even begin to imagine how you got it or where you got it from. Praise the name of Jesus. Look at Elijah in 1 Kings chapter 18. Very quickly, and we're going to pray. I'll just read a couple of things and we're done. 1 Kings 18, 45. So this was after the time, you know, there was no rain for three and a half years. And this time, Elijah, you know, tells Ahab to just chill, relax and eat. And he went to the mountain, prayed that there will be rain. He prayed seven times. At the seventh time, there was a sign. We read this last week. There was a sign in the cloud that there was rain. Uh, there was a cloud and, and immediately he acted on it and said there's going to be rain. And that's what happened, right? The rain actually fell. You know, and soon, verse 45, it says, And soon the sky was black with clouds. A heavy wind brought a terrific rainstorm. And Ahab left quickly for Jezreel. Then the Lord gave special, look at that, come on, come on. So, 
Ahab left with his chariots. They were, he was running, he was going ahead. But Elijah didn't have transportation. How was he going to get to safety for the coming rain? The Lord said, don't worry about that. And gave him special strength. How special was this strength? Elijah, the Bible says, he tucked his cloak into his belt and ran ahead of <laughs> ran ahead of Ahab's chariot all the way to the entrance of Jezreel. So this guy who had horses that are naturally built to run faster than men as much as five times faster, who was meant to have arrived at Jezreel, way ahead of the rain, Elijah who left after him and on foot ran faster than the chariots and arrived at Jezreel before it come on. What are we? This is not a fairy tale. This happened. This actually happened. The problem is that many times we, we try so hard to, to sort of restrict ourselves from believing or even experiencing this thing subconsciously. Sometimes we're like, ah, is this really possible? I don't really think. Mm. I don't. There's some things that you see in the Old Testament that when were sometimes not even necessary to have happened, but it happened. Like this, now why couldn't? You know, God provides a chariot or instruct Elijah, you shall go down hence and get a chariot by this and this and you shall also use it. No, by past protocols. He said, no, you alone can do this run. I'll give you the ability to do it. Do you understand? A time to, I mean, Elijah was supposed to get to the other side of the river Jordan. He could easily have taken another route which might take longer. But... He just took his cloak, slapped the water with his cloak, and it parted. He, it parted. And he walked on dry land. Come on, guys. Some things that were seemingly unnecessary, yet they had power. They believed in it, and they used it. And so they saw it. Praise the name of Jesus. I want to open you to possibilities. I want your heart to be receptive to the possibilities of God by his spirit. And look at verse 19. When Ahab got home that's, um, to Jezreel, he told Jezebel everything Elijah had done, including the way he had killed all the prophets of Baal. So Jezebel sent the messenger to Elijah, may the God strike me and even kill me. If by this time tomorrow I have not killed you, just as you have killed them. She was upset. She was angry. She wanted to kill Elijah in a revengeful spite. And Elijah was afraid, so he fled for his life. He went to Beersheba, a town in Judah, and he left his servant there. Then he went on alone into the wilderness, traveling all day. He sat down under a solitary broom tree and prayed that he might die. This guy was afraid. He was afraid. I mean, he had literally just seen the power of God on display in two ways, in bringing the rain and him being able to outrun those chariots. But he was afraid still. Can you imagine? I mean, it is human nature many times. But he was afraid. He even prayed that he would die. Just kill me now. He said, I've had enough, Lord. He said, take my life, for I'm no better than my ancestors who have already died. Come on, look at that kind of statement. But God, who was so gracious, look, then he lay down and slept under the broom tree. But as he was sleeping, an angel touched him and told him, get up and eat. 
And Elijah looked around and there beside his head, come on, was some bread baked on hot stones and a jar of water. Ah! Come on, say breakfast in bed. <laughs> this is where I started from. Breakfast in bed. Hot. Ah! Nice agege bread. And, and uh-uh. Like it was baked on hot stones. It was fresh. Ah, come on. And the angel of the Lord told him to eat some more. And, you know, told him to go for ahead for a journey. He got up, ate and drank. The food gave him enough strength to travel 40 days and 40 nights to Mount Sinai. Look look at that. The, think about it, though. The, it, the angel told him to eat some more. That the journey ahead will be too much for you. Um, or the journey ahead will be too much for you. This guy... With the food that he ate, I don't know what they used to make it in, in Heaven's Bakery. But this guy journeyed for 40 days and 40 nights in a wilderness. He fasted for that long. No food, no water. But the food that he ate was enough to sustain him for that journey to Mount Sinai. Yay. Yay, guys. Come on. This was the old covenant. You cannot be stranded. See, that's one mentality to have. No matter what you're going through in your life right now, you cannot be stranded with God on your side. Never. Never. Ah, no, never. You can never be stranded with God on your side. He will always make a way. And, and when the way is not rational, he loves that even more because you, people get to marvel at how irrational it is and it gives him glory. Praise the name of Jesus. I, I wish I could read the story or I, I'll just narrate it very quickly. You know how, you know, with Moses and, and the story of Moses, you see how that, you know, the, the work he was doing in the book of Numbers, he was, it was so tiring and so stressful for this guy. I mean, he, he was ruling a nation and these people will complain. That's Numbers eleven sixteen. They would complain, they would complain, they would say this, say that. And, and Moses was literally tired and he told God, see God, just help me. Like, I need help. I can't do all of this alone. I'm leading millions of people. You know, and the Lord said to Moses, you know, get 70, 70 elders, you know, bring them to the tabernacle. And I will take some of the spirit that is upon you and I will put the spirit upon them as well. They will bear the burden of the people along with you so you don't have to carry it alone. Right? And after all, you know, was said and done, this is what happened. Let's read um, verse, verse 24. This is beautiful. So Moses went out and reported the Lord's word to the people. He gathered the 70 elders and stationed them around the tabernacle. I'm reading from the NLT, by the way. And the Lord came down in the cloud, in a glory cloud, and spoke to Moses. Then he gave the 70 elders the same spirit that was upon Moses. This is a beautiful picture of how the power of God has been decentralized to a single person. It's in those days that the, 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 the source of power or the presence of God was stationed in one place, whether it was the, the, the tabernacle, whether it was a, a temple, whether it was the Ark of Covenant, whether it was a particular, you know, person reigning, or even in these days, traditionally, 
where the, the, it seems like the, the power for a move of God is in, their, is in the general overseer or the archbishop. But this is a good picture of how that is decentralized. How God's will is that the spirit of God is shared amongst the people. So that everyone can bear burdens equally and meet needs equally. That has always been God's plan. Praise the name of Jesus. And look at what happened. After that happened, and, 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 the, and when the spirit rested upon them, they prophesied. They prophesied. And there were two men that were not even part of this meeting. They, could, they, they, they stayed behind in the camp. And while they were there, the spirit rested upon them too. They prophesied. And someone, you know, um, a young man who is, you'll find out is, is Joshua, went to meet Moses and said, Ah, Moses, some people are doing your job. Oh. They, they are prophesying to their, ah, we need to stop them. Oh. You need to stop them. And Moses replied, said, Are you jealous for my sake? I wish, this is what he said, ah, I wish that all the Lord's people were prophets and that the Lord will put his spirit upon them all. Ah, and we have seen those days. Glory to God. We have seen those days where God has poured out his spirit upon all flesh. Every single person without reservation. He's given you all of his spirit, dear believer. You have, now, now, now the beautiful thing is that you have access to this spirit 24-7. The Bible says these guys received the spirit, they prophesied, but it never happened again. They never prophesied again. Now they were able to administer and lead God's people, but they never prophesied. They didn't have that access to it. But dear believer, you have that access now. Praise the name of Jesus. You have that access now. Hallelujah. Guys, I want you to understand that when it comes to this thing called the ability of the Holy Spirit, it's yours now. Don't limit it to just, you know, seeing, um, you know, healings or seeing miracles. There is more to it. You can have physical strength to do things that normally you wouldn't be able to do. Are you, are you, are you listening to me? You know, from my own personal experience, I remember that I, I, I couldn't talk for too long at a time. If I were going to teach, I couldn't teach for, very, for a very long time, you know, for long minutes, for long hours, right? My, 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 I had an accident in um, 2018, thereabout, and um, because of that, I've been feeling this pain in my back. I had been, I couldn't stand for long. If I stand for more than an hour, it, uh, every part of me starts to hurt. I'll be very uncomfortable. But, you know, there was a time that I, I had a meeting where I taught for about six hours or so. And I knew that was the ability of God's spirit. It was, I didn't feel any pain. In fact, after that, I went ahead to have another meeting somewhere else again that same day. And I was strengthened. It was unnatural and I knew it. God can give you such physical ability. For those of you who feel like there's so much going on in your life, there's so much you have to do, God can give you the ability to organize your life, the ability to do all the tasks that you need to do at the right time, on time, without fail, without burning out, without fatigue. I'm not saying that there are no times for you to rest, but I'm telling you that there are some times God will give you the ability to, to exceed what is expected, what you would normally do, to go beyond the benchmark. 
Praise the name of Jesus. God can do that for you and he will. It's real. It's a real concept. Let me show you. Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3. I'll read from verse 16. You know, Paul is praying something. He said, when I, took, when I think of all this, I fall to my knees and, and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources. I'm reading from the NLT. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. He will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. The King James says that he will strengthen your inner man by his spirit. It can be strengthened. If it's the same spirit that came upon Samson and gave him the strength of a thousand men. Or the same spirit that came upon Elijah that made him to run faster than horses. I tell you that this same spirit can empower you. It can empower you emotionally. can empower you as, as regards your resilience. can empower you to do more than you've ever done. But best believe that God's spirit can give you strength. Hallelujah. It's yours now. It's yours. It's yours. Paul said he prayed for it. You can pray for it as well. You can ask, Lord, I need your strength. I need your strength. Elijah needed the strength of God. God provided. Elijah, you know, after he was in hiding, he prayed and, and he, he received that strength. Samson complained that he was thirsty and God provided. God will give you strength in the name of Jesus. God will help you to do above what is normally possible. Beyond what is naturally possible in the name of Jesus. It will make people ask questions. How do you do it? How do you balance this? How do you balance your time? How do you balance your family with your academics and with your, your career and with your ministry? How do you balance all these things? You say it's the strength of the Lord. Hallelujah. That's your birthright. You have that privilege now. Hallelujah. I'm going to read one last place. It's Ephesians 19. Ephesians 1 19. Pardon me. Ephesians chapter 1 from verse 19. After this, we're going to pray. Ah, this is so good. You know, Paul is, is praying in prayer. He said, I, I also pray that you will understand. The incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in heavenly realms. Now he is far above any ruler or authority or power or leader or anything else that is named not only in this world but also in the world to come. God has put all things under the authority of Christ and has made him head over all things for the benefit of the church. And the church is his body. Hallelujah. It is made full and complete by Christ who fills all things everywhere with himself. Hallelujah. The reality is that you are entitled to God's power and ability now. He was made to be head over all things for the benefit of the church, for your benefit. God 
exalted him with a name higher than any other name, with an authority higher than any other authority. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow and every tongue will confess that he is Lord. That happened for your benefit. So because of this, you can walk fully knowing that the ability of the Spirit is in you. There is no ability out there that can outmatch the ability of the Spirit in you. The Spirit ability. Hallelujah. Oh, there is nothing that can trump it. What is it that you need? If it's wisdom, there is wisdom in the Holy Ghost. There is wisdom in the Holy Ghost. If it's understanding the kind that Daniel and his friends had, you have understanding in the Holy Ghost. There's revelation in the Holy Ghost. There's insight. All the revelation that the apostles received was by the Holy Spirit. They could read the Holy Scriptures and understand that the Holy Scriptures were pointing to the Messiah because of the Holy Spirit. Praise the name of Jesus. What do you need? Is it knowledge? You have knowledge in the Holy Ghost. Is it physical ability? You have that in the Holy Ghost. If it is freedom, the Bible says you've been freed from the power of sin. The body of sin is destroyed. It has been crucified. Hallelujah. You can walk in the newness of life by the Spirit now. The Bible says if you do mortify the deeds of your flesh by the Spirit, you will have life. Romans, Romans 8. You, you can have life by the Spirit. You can live in freedom. Walk in freedom. This is the dispensation of the Holy Spirit. Not the dispensation of the law. You can walk in freedom now. If you struggled, you can receive strength. Inner strength. Inner resilience. To say no. To say no. I'm no longer a slave to sin. Praise the name of Jesus. The kind where the spirit is willing and then your flesh too is also willing. The kind where the willingness of your spirit translates to, to physical strength to resist temptation. That's the kind I'm talking about. It can be yours. It can be yours. You don't have to struggle anymore. You don't have to struggle anymore. You can find freedom in the Holy Ghost. That's where the freedom is. Hallelujah. Is it favor that you need? There is favor in the Holy Ghost. The same that God gave to the chief of staff. The respect and affection that he gave him for Daniel and his friends. God can do that strategically for the people that you need favor from. From the places where you need admission from. From the places where you need scholarships from. From the places where you need job opportunities from. From the places where you need grants and, and, and funding and sponsorship from. God can grant you favor in no small way. And open doors that you never even thought were existent. Praise the name of Jesus. In fact, if there's no door, God will create the door and open it. That's how good God is. Is that favor that you want? You have it in the Holy Ghost. You have it by the Spirit. People will just look at you and say, Ah, I want to favor you. Ah, I want to do something nice for you. I don't know what it is. I just want to help you. I just want to make things easy for you. That's the order of your life now by the Spirit. Hallelujah. Is it the healing of the Holy Ghost? Is it miracles? Is it the gifts of the Spirit? You have access to that now. 
You have access to that now. Such a way that you can lay hands on the sick and they will recover. And you know that they will recover. And there's nothing that will be done against that. That's your life now. Hallelujah. That's the order of your life. You can pray for sick people. You can perform miracles. You can display power gifts with ease. With ease. Praise the name of Jesus. A part of this is, you know, talking about the supply too of the Holy Spirit. You can supply. You, you can have provision by the Holy Spirit. The disciples asked Jesus, how, how can we feed all these thousands of people? It will take a year's salary and more. To feed these people. And Jesus takes the bread. Jesus takes the fish. And starts to distribute. And distribute. And the more he gave. The more it was replenished. The more it was replenished. And people marveled. The more they distributed. The more baskets they needed to fill in. And there were 12. Think about abundance. There were 12 baskets left over. I shared with you the story of Heidi Baker. Who as a missionary she starved. For a long, for a period of time, because of the persecution, and someone God sent someone to give them some food, and as they were sharing the food, the, the 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 account says that they kept having more of it. It didn't run out. The same kind that God did for for Elijah, you know, and, and Zarephite woman that he met, supplied supply of the Holy Spirit. The same that Elijah woke up to breakfast in bed, hot baked bread with nice water. Ah, there is the supply of the Holy Spirit and it's yours now. I want you to see the ability of the Spirit in your life. See the possibilities that are available in Him. Right now, what I want you to do is think of the things that you want God to do in your life. The places where you need the transformation of the Holy Spirit. Where you see you need the creation ability. Where you need the creative ability of the Holy Spirit. The transformational ability of the Holy Spirit. And start to ask for it now. Start to insist on it right now think of those places think of those situations think of those aspects of your life that you need the touch of god in and pray now and pray now and pray now that you are strengthened you are strengthened you are strengthened you are strengthened come on pray right now pray right now it was wisdom to know what next to do. Direction of the Holy Spirit. The same Spirit that told Paul and Barnabas, I'll set you apart for this work that I've called you to. That same Spirit will give you direction. That Spirit will give you direction in the name of Jesus. If you need wisdom to know what to do and when to do it, all wisdom is available by the Spirit. The same Spirit that gave Daniel and his friends wisdom. The same Spirit that gave Solomon wisdom that same spirit is yours that excellent spirit is yours he is indwelling in you right now so pray now pray right now be sensitive be sensitive this is a sacred moment all that you need from the Lord you can receive now because God is glorified when he meets your needs when he comes through for you he is glorified so come on pray so come on, pray. Pray to the wonder-working God. Pray to the wonder-working God. The ability of the Spirit is yours. 
You are strengthened in your inner man and in your outward man. You are strengthened. You are strengthened. You are strengthened. Yata kata manteke burokuta. Jeteke tenebete kasa. Rokuto mosumbra kapanda aratu. Ayata seketemende briki vanantoso. Woo! The ability of God is yours. The possibilities of God are yours to walk in. They are yours to live in. They are yours to experience every passing day of your life. Come on, pray like you mean it. Pray like you want to see the intervention of the Holy Ghost. There is favor for you. There is freedom for you. Jakarta Batanati. Long standing issues. Stubborn experiences. Those weights of sin. Oh, Father, in the name of Jesus, they stop. Those cycles, they are stopped in the name of Jesus. Brakata Sanandebeki. Jeteketina Maka Barakatamos. Okufa Pande Brentisia. Yagate Nende Beruku Mama. Yene Neketia Mata Manana Mayene Manakuso Prote. Zanana Mayana. Jeana Manae. Mrono yo sokoya manaye na digata anama jena na mayane ana detiana manana je brakata na ye anama brakata na maye anama come on pray come on pray oh if it's supply that you need if it's provision the spirit of god makes it available makes it available to you you never run out you never lack you have all that you need at the time you need it. In the name of Jesus, according to the riches of God in glory, you have all that you need. You have all that you need. Come on, pray it. Come on, pray it. Come on, pray it. And expect to see it. Oh, that family member of yours going through a rough time, going through sickness and weakness in their body. They are healed right now. By the power of the Holy Ghost. They are healed. Receive your healing. Receive your healing. Receive your healing. Receive your healing. In the name of Jesus. Every demonic activity operating in your household. It ceases. It stops. It stops. In the name of Jesus. And the peace of God. The activity of angels, oh, they begin. They begin in your house. They begin in your life. Braka tenemene katusa. Jekete mene berekata mutu sukuto. E papama kateninda ma. Are you praying? Oh, we have a few seconds more, so make it count. Make it count. Come on, stir up the ability of the Holy Ghost in your life. As you pray, you are filled with more of Him. And with more of Him comes ability. Ability. In the name of Jesus. Brakatama. Come on, pray. Pray in the Holy Ghost. 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 Japanakate menekatia banate. Brakata sakuta makadende brista. Yetekati. Jeketa. You can never be stranded. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can never be stranded. Oh, oh, there is supply for you. And there is favor. 
Lord, there is favor for me. There is supply for me. Hallelujah. Nothing short of that. I never lack. I never lack. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. Yes, that's it, that's it, that's it. That's it, that's it, that's it. There's the power of God changing situations. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord. Issues with your mental health are resolved. Resolved. Issues with your heart are taken care of. Issues with your breathing, they are healed right now by the power of God. Ah, you are healed. Hey, you will breathe easy again. You will breathe while your lungs are fully functional. Your chest region receives air. And the pains are gone. Unusually painful cramps. They are gone. They are gone. You feel peace and relief. Whenever that time comes in the month. In the name of Jesus. No more pains. No more excruciating pains. Ah Lord. Stabilize. Stabilize their bodily functions. Ah brother Sokus. Stabilize it, Lord. Hormonal, hormonal functionality is at its peak. In the name of Jesus. That's it. That's it. We correct all that the enemy has touched. We correct. Oh, Lord. We correct all that the enemy has touched. We correct all that the workers of iniquity and evil have wrought in your life. Ah, we reverse it now. We reverse it now by the Spirit of God. Holy Spirit of God, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Oh, that's it. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Glory to God. Come on, give Jesus a big shout right now. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. Oh, thank you, Father, for today. Thank you for this privilege of fellowship. Thank you for the prayers we have rendered, and we are grateful because you are glorified when you come through for us. You are glorified when you answer our prayers. It brings you glory. It brings you joy. It brings you pleasure. And so, Father, we thank you because our prayers are heard, they are answered, it is settled. We are strengthened, we receive favor, we walk in wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. We have strength in our inner and outward man. We express the gifts of the Spirit without limitation and hindrance. Thank you, Lord, because we experience supply in our lives. Thank you, Lord, because nothing is impossible with you. Thank you, Lord, because we walk in all the possibilities of God by His Spirit. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We love you. We are grateful. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Give Jesus a shout of victory. Hallelujah.
Praise the Lord. I want to say a big thank you to all of you who tuned in this evening. I, I know that something has changed in your life and your perception. I th- I, I'm grateful to God because we will count many testimonies from tonight. I am super confident that this has been a blessing to you. Keep praying with it and let these words drive you to action to live in the fullness of the will of God for your life. Stick around for more. God bless you. I love you.